Hello once again, ladies and gentlemen. This week it's just going to be another dynamic duo of producer Ian and myself, Keone, because JJ, once again, has gone on an adventure. He has been called up to the North Pole by Sandy Claus himself. So he, little Timmy and Sally, he is working on your PS5 and your doll and your cars and your toy model trains and all that good stuff. But he should hopefully be back soon. He's working hard up there to get stuff done by Friday with Sandy Claus. So until then, it's just Ian and, my, and myself. But it'll be fun. And let's get on to the pod. Welcome in. It's producer Ian with Keone. Ha ha! Huzzah! Today we're going to have some news for you like we always do. And then we're going to do some tight end streamers and QB streamers mm. that you might want to be looking at towards your either third place game, consolation game, or the fantasy championship. Unless you're one of those weird uh, groups that doesn't have a fantasy championship week 16. You instead do it week 17. But we Weirdos. Yeah, you already know how we feel. But we still love you. Yeah, we'll, we'll be here. We'll love help you back. out. But Anyway, let's get right onto it. Let's do the news. Huge shocker. Carson Wentz on Suicide Watch. <gasps> Jalen Hurts is starting again this next week. Low-key, though. It is, like, sad. Seasonal depression disorder or whatever. Seasonal... Immune, I don't know what it, but sad. He is sad. Seasonal affect disorder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he is very upset. But it's no surprise. We'll be talking about Jalen Hurts later. Um, but it really is no surprise after the game he had. Um, another one. Panthers fire their GM. Fun fact: they actually fired him back in 2012 and then rehired him uh, back in 2017. So he got fired again. I heard it was he, like it said in the statement. He said he was let go. Which is, I guess, is a nice way of saying it, but maybe he was the one who was getting Christian McCaffrey injured. So, conspiracy watch. <laughs> yes, I have to say conspiracy watch. Otherwise, it's slander. <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> we know the law here. Yeah. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire suffered a hip and ankle injury. The X-rays were negative. They're waiting for the MRI. A very initial expectation is that he's done for the regular season. He has a chance to return in the playoffs, though. Um, update that I saw about, about it was it was a high ankle sprain. Um, if you noticed in the game, it happened with about six minutes left in that game. Mm. But at that point, it was it was running back by committee. Um, I think Bell had only like four more carries after Clyde Edwards-Alaire went out. And he really only got four more carries because they were just grinding the clock down. And so... They finished, I think, with like 15 and 14 carries, respectively, 15 to Clyde and 14 to Bell. Um, so it, that might just be their plan from here on out, even if Edward Delaire is healthy, is to just committee it the they, rest of the way. I mean, they can get it done through the air. Like, there's no reason they can't. So, I mean, he's a vital part of the team. However, he's going to be fine. They're going to be fine without him until the playoffs. And it'll, it's just better to keep him out. A.K.A. Um, you you can drop him 
to get somebody else for the uh oh yeah for the fantasy championship oh yeah for real for sure because he's probably not he's gonna be out most likely especially high ankle sprain and the team is most likely gonna be the number one seed they have to have some real stuff go bad uh next one cam anchor cam acres ankle injury he did return to the game last i saw he officially is out mcveigh ruled him out for week 16 um Rough. with a high ankle sprain this is a tough one and uh the, uh, the Jets just making everybody look bad, both the Rams and us, although he was injured, so that affected his game. Not me. Well. Um, let's move on to the next one. Michael Gallup left with a hip injury. Uh, biggest update I saw, it was a hip pointer. Um, if you don't know what that is, welcome to the club. It's where you point to the hip. Yeah. And it's like, it's, ow, this hurts. Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> It's a very technical term. It's very science-y. Um, you really just have to watch his... Uh, practice status this whole week to see how he's going to do. So that's the best advice I can give you is just check up on practice. Yeah, and maybe good for Lamb. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, but don't let this uh, don't let this past week fool you. That offense is trash. Yeah, their defense has done well the past two weeks. Fantasy wise, right? Yeah. Fantasy wise, um, James Robinson left with an ankle injury, and Dare or Dare. Agan Bowale? Sure. He filled in. I really could not find anything else besides ankle injury. Just the most vague of injuries. Just ankle injury. I feel like now that they have the number one seed, they're just keeping the tightest of lips. Yeah, the number one pick. There's nothing. They're not letting anything out, regardless of if it even has to do with the number one pick. It's like we're not letting (laughs) anything leak. The Jags will be playing. (laughs) Yeah. Who's playing? The Jaguars. Yes. That's all That's all the information you get. Here are our team colors. <laughs> there you go. They might be changed this week. Mm. Um, it just really sucks because James Robinson was like the biggest gem, I would say, of this year uh, in terms of fantasy and um, NFL. That team, yeah. Yeah. One of the – besides him and like Gibson, I think he has more yards than Gibson, I think, on the season. Yeah, he's like last time I saw, like third or fourth on the year. Yeah, he's t- I believe top five. Yeah, in, no, he uh, has rushing been the past few weeks. Yeah, behind like Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry, and then maybe I think Jones is maybe in front of him, but otherwise he's the top uh, rookie running back this year. Uh, yeah, he's he's incredibly consistent too. I mean, even when he left the game, he had he had a touchdown, so his day yeah. wasn't bad. He just, mm, just he could have had more because I mean, and he's just so good. It's just it's Kylo Kylo Ren. More. More. People watch those movies? They did, and then I'm trying to forget them now. Although <laughs> Dave Filoni and John Favreau are doing a good job of potentially making those non-exist or exist in an alternate universe. Just, so good job, guys. <laughs> just done. <laughs> oh, my God. So um, anyway, looked it up real quick. James Robinson is... Fourth. Mm. Oh, sorry. Third in rushing yards. Ahead of Jones now. Yeah. He has a thousand. He's only one of three with a thousand this year so far. Um, Okay. Can you guess the other two? Well, I already said that. (laughs) So, yes. (laughs) Next one. Raheem Mostert, ankle injury. Once again, no real information about this one. It looks to be just re-aggravating the injury he already had. Um, Jeff Wilson becomes the number one in that backfield for sure. He had even he even had more carries in this past game than uh, Mostert. 
I mean, that's probably because he became injured. But, yeah, Mostert got hurt. But he also got in the end zone. Jeff Wilson did. So, good for him. Yeah, I'm Jeff like, Wilson's their red zone guy. Hmm. For him, Mostert needs to score from 20 yards out to do it. Um, so, it's the offense has been struggling. Nick Mullins is a turnover machine. Definitely saw that. Yeah, in game. they're done. The oh, Niners yeah, they're are out, done. They're eliminated. I, it wouldn't even, like... I don't understand why they even want to try to bring Kittle back. I, I yeah, I because we're going to talk about Jordan Reed later, and I kind of like it's like yeah, there's no reason to bring no reason for Kittle to play. It's just going to possibly react like make an injury that he already has worse. So no reason. Yeah. Uh, next one we have is Mark Ingram was inactive. He was a healthy scratch. Um, uh, is it kind of the signs of the churning tide? Um, you have Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is a is a rookie, and both are doing very well. Whereas Mark Ingram is on the other half of the hill in terms of running backs. He's thirty one years old, and I think he's coming up on the end of his contract soon with the uh, the Ravens. Is that? Yeah, I... I'm looking at it right now. Um... But if, if if regardless, he potentially should you know ask for a trade or something or go try to go somewhere where he's going to get in be going to be more involved in on that team it looks like he can opt out of this next year of his contract so um should maybe do that the writing's on the wall it wouldn't surprise me if he opts out next year um but yeah jk is it looks to be the future of that backfield and gus edwards is is helping too. Yeah, there. He, he's a help. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a help. Um. Last piece of news, the most important piece of news. I am omnipotent. Well, I mean, there's one, I, like there's one from last night's game. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. You you can do that one. Okay. Yeah. Eric Ebron left the game along with the uh, the, the the halfback, I think. But Eric Ebron left the game with a back injury, mm-hmm. um, and didn't really do anything because of it uh pretty much the Steelers really didn't do anything that entire game except for the second half but it uh, was beautiful <laughs> um we had some personal interest in that um but uh, it's still too early to tell um who knows if he'll be back or not I don't necessarily think he's that viable of a streaming option anyways so you can probably move on from him but hope he gets better soon I guess yeah, you don't want to see somebody get injured, but he, he's not worth the time on your team. Hopefully, he'll be back for playoffs because the Steelers are in the playoffs, though. Yeah, confirmed. Um, that leads to another point. What I'm going to say is the Steelers are, is it 0-3 in the past three games? I believe you are correct in that. Meanwhile, shout out, JJ. Meanwhile, the Jets are 1-2 and two in the past three games. Wild. Because producer Ian is omnipotent. Clairvoyant. Yes, I saw it coming. I had a premonition. It's like Final Destination for Sean McVay. He was going to get got. Um, I was laughed at. I was mocked. I was ridiculed. I said, I even said hot take, and I was right. The Jets beat the Rams. I mean, you. I don't know about the ridicule, ridicule thing, maybe in your own mind, but still, you were right, yeah. 
Yeah, my therapist doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're working on that part. That's a good. That's what therapy's for. Yeah. And so with the Jets' win, the 08 Lions and the 2017 Browns pop the champagne in celebration of being the More only like, two. Like pop the seltzer. <laughs> pop the off-brand uh, like, cider. Yeah. Not even Martinelli's. Oof. Don't even get the good stuff. What else is there? <laughs> just great value cider. They just put some like carbonated stuff into oh no that is also martinelli's i was gonna say the apple juice but that's good job <laughs> all right let's move on to the next part we got some qb streamers um these are guys we're gonna list off some guys right here um we're gonna say who they play we're gonna say what percentage they're owned or rostered in espn leagues and then we're just gonna give you our rankings we're gonna talk about a lot of these guys later so that's why um first one's jalen hurts 32% owned in ESPN leagues. He plays the Cowboys this week. Then after that, we have Marcus Mariota, 0%. Plays the Dolphins. Baker Mayfield, 27%. Plays the Jets. Drew Brees, 55%. Plays the Vikings. And Kirk Cousins, 38%. Who plays the Saints? Me and Keone did not share our lists with each other. So this is just going to be straight off the cuff. Oh yeah. All right. I'm excited. Okay. That's a lie guys. We screwed up one Mm. recording. (gasps) I I was prepared. I was doing a yes. And we had to, we had to, we had to redo a recording. (laughs) Mm. So we found out uh, as we were doing it live a minute ago that we had the same order. So our order is Jalen hurts. Number one. Since he plays the Cowboys. Baker Mayfield, number two, since he plays the Jets. Drew Brees, number three, playing the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, number four, playing the Saints. And Marcus Mariota, number five, playing the Dolphins. Yes. However, we before we did the take, we didn't know that they were the same. So it was wild. <laughs> oh, man. I, I mean, Jalen Hurts, I feel like, is a little obvious one. Um, yeah, but he... He looked great this last week. He threw for over 300 yards. He threw for three touchdowns. He ran a touchdown. If we had over 400 total yards. Yeah, he he was great. And he's going against the Cowboys defense who, uh, like I've said before, are like on pace to allow the most points in NFL history in a season. They've been doing well, though, as of late. In the turnover game. You're right. Mm -hmm. Fantasy-wise, they've been doing well, but not like defensively in real life. Well, they've got a touchdown in the past two games. Yeah, fair. Each. Uh, I went with Baker Mayfield Jets second uh, because Baker's also been kind of hot right now. Mm-hmm. He's actually been throwing the ball. He's been slinging it a little bit. Vindication from earlier in the season. And even though the Jets did win this week, it's still the Jets. Yeah, no, I, that's, I think bad. that was a trap game for the Rams. Yeah, so. but uh, I kind of saw the writing on the wall because I am amazing mm-hmm. and I am all-knowing. Mm. Um, I'll let you have your moment. Yeah. It's Christmas time. Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins, I could I could honestly make the the uh, the switch. Yeah, I could say Kirk Cousins three, Drew Brees four. Mm-hmm. I have Drew Brees three and Kirk Cousins four right now, just because I feel like the Saints are a better defense, and so they're more likely to shut down Kirk Cousins. I think they were the number one defense going into the this past week. Yeah, they're they're very good, at least against the quarterback. I think. Yeah, and so. Um, the biggest argument against it is Drew Brees did not look great. Like half um, his ribs were broken almost. 
<laughs> yes. And like he still played or he's coming off of that. So yeah. Last one, Marcus Mariota, number five against the Dolphins. It's just against the Dolphins. And Derek Carr still technically could play. It's questionable, but he exactly. still could play. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just not looking at this as my guy to stream. Like I might put in a second waiver wire claim for him out of pure fear that one of these other guys is going to be taken from me. But if, if I'm legitimately looking to pick up a quarterback, I'm either looking for Mayfield or Hertz. Because hopefully, because we kind of did this last week where if you should have maybe already gotten Mayfield last week, so but if you didn't or you weren't able to get him, get him this week or get Hertz. Because Hertz has playing, he's playing incredibly well and he has a great matchup. They both do. So they're the two only real viable streaming options. Yeah. Out I of think, the five. I think back in like week nine, um, when Carson Wentz was full on not doing well, me and Aaron were talking on Zoom having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were like, look at Carson Wentz's fantasy playoff schedule. He might not be doing well, but that's amazing. He's going to have a great one. And, well, then Carson Wentz just kind of uh, got benched. So it's now uh, Jalen Hurts has the amazing schedule. Yeah. So. And he's playing very good. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on the QB streamers? Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of more, I guess, more specifically later, or we have more different stuff to say about them later. So yeah, that's why we didn't want to get too in-depth. So let's go for the tight end streamers. We have Logan Thomas versus Carolina, 53%. Tyler Higby at Seattle, 45% rostered. Austin Hooper at New York Jets, 51% rostered. Jared Cook at Minnesota, 54% rostered. This one, I can guarantee you, me and Keone did not get the same order. Um, because my order is Logan Thomas one, and then pick somebody two, three, and four. I don't care. I literally, like, the rest of these guys, I don't care. So, off the top of my head, Hooper, Higby, Cook. You... Is it the same? Uh, like just off the top of my head, that's who I that's who I just picked. Because I mean, not as you were as you... Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas clearly, showed clearly the number one. Yeah, he showed that even with Alex Smith not there, he still had a great game. He had like 103 yards and like 13 targets and 10 Jesus. receptions. Like man 50, was or wait no it was or 15? 15 targets, 13 receptions. Oh Jesus Christ! Stupid. So, and that was with Dwayne Haskins. Exactly. So. I guess when we when I thought Logan Thomas would be more affected than Terry McLaurin, it was the opposite. Terry McLaurin, I think, was more affected by the loss of Alex Smith. And that's when I well, did I say it? no? I said I said McLaurin would be fine, but no, yeah, I think we were both wrong on that. Yeah, but that's fine. I, I, I I'm keep, not always omnipotent. I keep doubting Thomas, and I and I, I shouldn't because I've been I was really high on him, and I should have just stick stuck with it. And he's proven that he is really good yeah i would say for this one logan thomas is one i can change it i can say tyler higby's two because he has a good matchup even though seattle's been playing better Mm -hmm. um defense lately the reason i'm putting him as number two is he's 45 percent owned he's easier to go get fair enough so that is why the other two are 51 and 54 percent owned um this is the real hard one. It is the Jets. You're, the Browns are... 
they run the ball. Mm-hmm. They yeah, run yeah. the ball. That's, that's a... And Nick Chubb, you, I can see the argument for Nick Chubb being like the best running back, like pure running back, not, um, like, like he's the best run, like actual yes. runner in the league. Uh-huh. Um, because I mean, like Christian McCaffrey is probably the best, like is the best fantasy running back when he's healthy. Because like overall he does, back, like yeah, right. but he does a little bit of everything. Ak yeah. is the best receiving back. Um, Derek, Derek Henry, Henry is probably the best, like late game or well, not late game, but I mean later in the he year. He's the back. hardest to tackle, okay. and I like yeah, yeah. I don't mean that he breaks the most tackle. I mean literally, just, it hurts to tackle. Yeah, he's the biggest bruiser. So I don't know, like he's the best like playoffs back. Yeah, you can kind of see Nick Chubb. Loki having that distinction of being the best back. Okay, I, I have heard, I did hear that or see that argument at some point this week. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a hot take. Yeah, yeah. it's <gasps> definitely not. So, so hot, so hot. No to that. <laughs> okay, good. So, good. Just to okay. Um. Otherwise, <clears throat> I think I think Jared Cook last is a good one. He really is touchdown dependent. It's just what Drew Brees he could get that touchdown. Yeah. But I um, like Higby. I think got fairly not. I want to say lucky this week, but he was he was the pretty much seemed like the only guy who benefited or did well on that team this week because they did not do well against the Jets. Hooper, <laughs> God, excuse me, Hooper. Um, Hooper, Hooper got a touchdown. I believe it was one of his two touchdowns. From, or Baker Mayfield had it was through to him. Um, and you know, he could do well. Like it's like the thing is with the three of these guys, any of them could have a good game. Any of them could have a garbage game. So that's why it's like Logan Thomas won the three of them four, four and four essentially (laughs) like, yeah, it's Thomas is your guy. Yeah. Especially in this, if you can go get Thomas, go get Thomas. He's also making like, this late season push to be one of the top guys picked at tight end next year in the draft. Potentially. I still think he falls under that. Um, like out of, Oh, he's out of the top five, I think. Well, but. I think he falls under that. Like George Kittle when healthy and uh, Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. I will go spend yes. good draft capital on them. Yes. I will go spend my second, third round pick possibly on them. Darren Waller, I could probably wait until fourth, fifth, unless you're in a league that gets real scared and it's like, oh, we're taking tight ends now. Which seems to happen at least once every year. So, um, and then Mark Andrews, I think you can wait. So, like, I feel like Logan Thomas is the best of the rest. I think I'm going to, I would rank him between the spots like five and nine, depending on how your league goes. Yeah. I, I think he's safe in there. Yeah. And the, even though next, he did have a good game season. with Dwayne Haskins, I do think still Alex Eric, Smith Alex, is better yes, for him. Yes, very much so. So, um, he's. I think he's just one of those guys that's on the fringe of he could do great things. Mm-hmm. It's just I think he needs more pieces to help him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the Week 15 recap. Let's start with some QB play. First one up, Ryan Tannehill. You can go first. You can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, it, it seems as if a lot of the guys in our uh, – like the NFL, I don't know how they don't listen to us because it seems like they're reacting to us, whether they say it or not. And this might be, you know, ego speaking. However, 
<laughs> in a lot of our like especially the start bench cut segment from last week a lot of those people that we told you to cut even though it was part of the game offended. they were got offended they got mad and just went off and even though he wasn't in that specific segment last week he was in one of the viewers questions or listeners questions i should say and we said to go with Derek Carr. If there's a camera county, I need to know about it. It's, I think, I illegal to filming in California without telling people. Well, it's in a private residence, so yeah. Um, anyways, besides, <laughs> we said to go with Derek Carr and not with Ryan Tannehill because he was a game manager, or at least we expected him to be a game manager, and Derek Carr had that boomer bust potential, and Derek Carr got injured, and Ryan Tannehill said, okay. Hey, Derrick Henry, can you take a back seat and only get one touchdown this week? You'll still get over 100 yards, but you're only going to get one touchdown. Yeah. I'm going to get two rushing touchdowns because screw those fantasy daydreamers, guys. And also, I'm going to get another three passing touchdowns for a total of five touchdowns and almost 300 yards. So, t- Ryan Tannehill, we're sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. Yeah. He he just balled out like crazy. I have a theory. Actually, it's not a theory. It's canon. It's official. Oh, head head canon or? In my head, yeah. Mike Vrabel, the head coach Mm -hmm. of the Titans, um, he plays fantasy football. He actually was unable to get Derrick Henry um in the draft uh-huh. so he was going against derrick henry in the semifinals. oh and so he had to like let him do good because you know he still wants to win the game otherwise he'd be suspicious but that's why he let ryan Tannehill vulture mm. two tutties okay him. all right I, so i got you that's the issue um and then honestly maybe maybe just the titans are way better in december and that since they're like a run heavy team first off it opens up. Derek Henry really shows that he's better in December. But maybe just as a whole, the team is better in December. Yeah, I, I think they're it's they have they're one of the teams that I don't know why it surprises me whenever they do well on offense, because they've done it quite a bit this season and just pretty much the past two seasons. They can score a ton of points. It's just their defense that lets up points as well. It's it's because so. when they score like Ryan Tannehill is, he's just always had the, like, he's a game manager. You look at him and that's what he is. I mean, I think he's kind of exceeding that. He he can exceed that more than most other game managers. But otherwise, that's what you still think about. I still see Ryan Tannehill, like, he's not, he's not going to lose you the game. But I don't think he's going to nut up and win you the game. Although he did this week. Like, five touchdowns is... Yeah, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Meanwhile, like I look at like a Patrick Mahomes, I'm like, if that man has the ball, I'm losing the game. I every game to me, Patrick Mahomes is winning until something else goes wrong. Everything was stacked against them this this week, and they still beat the Saints. Like I think he had, I think three of his linemen were were out. The New Orleans Saints has the number one defense against the against the pass, and. He still, Dr. Mahomes, still performs surgery and gets the job done to a high, high standard. We're going to talk about Drew Brees in a minute. I have a theory about that. Let's save it for that. Next person we're going to talk about, Jalen Hurts. We've already casually mentioned him. He balled out. 
He had 338 passing yards. He had three TDs. He had 63 rushing yards on 11 carries and one touchdown rushing. He's played two games, and he's had 29 rushing attempts as a quarterback. That is a lot. There are running backs that we'll talk about later who have, who are starting running backs, and they have 14 to 15 carries, and he's averaging 15 carries a game. So he's putting up running back numbers at the QB position and trying to look like Michael Vick. Yeah, I don't know how sustainable it is. Um, I'm not I like I'm seeing the games. I'm not watching him super close. I don't see how many hits he's taking. Mm. Um, and so I guess I just don't know how like, at least he had 338 passing yards. But this it felt a little bit like. Like watching Lamar last year. Okay. Whereas like his first instinct is to run, but you're so scared of the run that suddenly Hollywood Brown's going to be open for 40 yards. Like you're just going to like, Oh, gotcha. And dink it real quick and got it. And, and they got 50 yards right there. So I hope it's sustainable. It's better to watch. It's more entertaining, all that stuff. But um, maybe this was like a really good game for him. And then this is like the rest of it's going to plateau a little bit. Like it's going to go down. I mean, I I wasn't sure how he's coming off of last week. I wasn't sure how he was going to do this week, but he seems to be that shot of adrenaline that that team needed because they've been playing well, both on offense and defense, at least better on defense than they had been. And their offense is doing pretty well now. So he seems to be their answer. Because Carson Wentz was not really doing it, and I think I, I think I saw this com- this comparison at some point in the in the week. But I'm gonna go and do my version of it. This game seemed like the fight between <laughs> Rocky and Apollo <laughs> in that first movie, with them just going back and forth. This underdog is keeping up with I don't want to say veteran because Kyler Murray's not not really a veteran. At, to, to compare, but it's the young guy who's only been in two games and going against Kyler Murray, who has some has a decent amount of games under his belt can comparatively. So it, it's Rocky versus Apollo. And <laughs> I swear, because there's no fans, it sounds like Doug Peterson is Mickey on the sideline. Just, <laughs> just yelling, Hey, Jalen, throw to Rega! Hit him in the ribs, don't let him breathe! You know, and like Wentz, Carson Wentz now looks like Polly on the sideline. He's <laughs> <laughs> just all depressed. And like soon you might see him walking around with a robot. Who knows? Like Carson Wentz just, I feel bad for him a little bit. But yeah. I said suicide watch Carson Wentz. But yeah, like the Rocky comparison is very apt this week. So yeah, it really does fit. To... Um, like we said, he's the number one streamer for this week. Definitely gotta gotta be looking at him. Uh, let's move on to the next guy, Marcus Mariota for Las Vegas. I think Marcus Mariota looked like what he was supposed to look like coming out of college this mm-hmm. week. I mean, he did well. Like, he did well. He especially in. since not playing since the AFC title game last week or last season. Excuse yeah, me. he he did well. Um, and like I said, I. Like, when he came out of college, I think this is the game. This is what his, not I don't want to say average, but this is what he was supposed to be able to do on the regular. Okay. And he didn't look, like, he, he looked good. 
he threw one pick. Um, it happened. Yeah, it's not a it's not a huge loss. Um, but he had like eighty eight rush yards and he had like two hundred and seventy pass yards or, or like no two twenty around there. And he, yeah. he got in the end zone both through the air and on his feet. Yeah, he and really so that, kept. That's yeah. Like he really said, kept the expect? team in it. Um, Anthony Lynn just somehow didn't blow it. Uh, which is a surprise. He usually does. So, mm-hmm. well, because uh, the J- Justin Herbert, he got in. Just in case you didn't know, he got in. So, that's that's what like the big thing was like. I got in. I got yeah. in. Yeah, so, I know. But Heard that yeah, like, no. Despite his efforts, J- Justin Herbert, I think, is not allowing that to happen anymore at this point. Or at least you know, he's trying. He's doing his best. Yeah, he did it also without his main guys. He had only like Hunter Henry. That made me mad. Yeah. I feel yeah. bad for because we said to, if we said to, if Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen, or at least I did, said if they're pl- if they're if they're playing, you should start them. And I still sort of stick by that because the Chargers were a little bit misleading with that. They were like Keenan Allen himself in pregame warmups went to a camera and said, "I'm playing tonight. Start me." He knew he knew what he was doing, yeah. and then they put him on a snap count, and it's mm. just like. Just share that. Yeah. Why? Like, like, who cares if it's like, I know it's like you don't care. Like, they're not supposed to care about fantasy and stuff. But like, who cares if it affects, you know, like, you know, for the game. So it's not going to like that stuff doesn't affect whether it affects fantasy or not. Or it does affect fantasy, but it doesn't matter that it affects fantasy, I should say. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not one of those things where it's like you're trying to get a certain player certain amount of yards or whatnot. Like, just let people know if you're going to play or not, or if you're going to have a specific, like, a big snap count. Yeah. So Let's go Let's go to the next guy. Um, oh, Derek Carr oh. is questionable. I also have so. one more thing about Marcus Mariota. Mariota could, could start next week. True. Specifically with the Miami. We all know they're a good defense, but just a specific stat. I think it's 20 straight games where they've had a turnover. Yeah. So, I think regardless of who plays, either Carr or Mariota, expect that to be 21. I mean, they they forced three turnovers from Mahomes. Really? Who, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm three sorry. interceptions. I'm sorry, I was thinking who yeah. had like two previous to that. Yes. Yeah. So let's go to the next guy, Drew Brees. I think came back too early. I agree. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't like. I understand they lost the game with Taysom Hill the previous week, but and Kansas City is a tough opponent, but. That's also another reason not to have Drew Brees in. They're a tough opponent. They're going to get after you. Let Taysom Hill take those hits. He still got three touchdowns. That was, uh, yes, Lucky. but he started off really bad. He started off the worst in his career. He had a 44% completion percentage. The man who is known for breaking the record, his own record, it seems like every year for completion percentage, started, like had a 44% completion he, for the first time in his career, started 0-5. And, and within that 0-5, one of the, like, or he had an interception. So he was 0-5 with an interception, which he had never done before in his career. He looked the oldest I've ever seen him. Like, I sort of don't blame him for looking that way. He had 11 broken ribs only, like, a month ago. How, like, you can't, I don't know if you can get a cast for that. And he had, like, a shirt. He had a special shirt on. Like, Come on. How, how, off the top of your head, do you know how many ribs you have? 24. Like, 24? They said it in the game, I believe. 24. So almost nearly half. 
Is it 44%? Was he trying to get as many completion percentage as he has ribs? Wow, numerology. You oh, numerologists out there are just like putting those pieces together and just making big moves with your brain. I don't know. My my theory for football-wise is the Chiefs have taken the crown from the Patriots. Um, and now the opposing team, whoever goes against the Chiefs, are going to try to outthink Andy Reid and the, Patri- and the uh, Chiefs. And they're going to shoot themselves in the foot 90% of the time. That makes sense. But the thing is, even if you try to outthink the the um the that team that i i am blinking see there are there, thank you they're making me overthink <laughs> it my god inception um the chiefs it doesn't really matter if you overthink them or not because even when a play doesn't work dr mahomes on third down gets like can get that ball down the field 30 yards with ease like it it's the stuff they're doing is mind-boggling but don't, it shouldn't be happening don't get me wrong though i still think a lot of in real like in realistic terms if they weren't playing the chiefs do you think drew Brees comes in and puts up that performance like do you think Taysom hill plays one more game if they're playing let's just say a, a losing like a team with a losing record i would say so that would be my play and i know i know well obviously you know i'm not a coach in the nfl but i think because i think the that it was a sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing, a double-edged sword facing the Chiefs, because it's like, oh, they're a really tough opponent, and so we kind of have to play Drew Brees, or he gives us the best option. But then again, it's also like, Drew Brees is going to get hurt, or not hurt, but like, he's going to get hit quite a bit in that game. Yeah, I don't think they trusted so, Taysom Hill to do the shootout. Which is Drew fair, Brees. and it and the, so they're sort of in a situation, because of the Chiefs, where the Chiefs are just incredibly a unique circumstance where that was just the worst opponent they could have possibly faced. Yeah. Let's move on. We're taking a little Mm -hmm. too much time. Russell Wilson, here's a fun fact. He filed for a trademark for the phrase, let Russ cook on November 6th. I love it. From then, since November 6th, he played on the 8th and then on. Uh Uh-huh. He has finished top 12 three times. Never top 6. I love this. And he has finished QB 19 or worse four times. Oh, so it's like a negative effect. So he filed for it. And um, I don't know if you've ever heard an interview with Russell Wilson. It's weird. He's a weird man. Yeah. He had a a long one with Bill Simmons where he was just like, you got to stay neutral. That's what I do. I stay neutral. Like something good happened. No, I'm neutral. Neutral plane. Something bad happens. Well, guess what? Neutral. Take a shower at halftime at the Super Bowl. That's why we start the second half fresh because we're neutral. Are those like legit his actual words? Or are you making that like paraphrased? But it, that is l- like what he is saying. That is what he's saying. How do you take a How do you take a shower? He literally, the, like after the like he he did all this research for the was Super this Bowl. against the Patriots or just stuff? Yeah, he he like the, in that Super Bowl. Yeah, he he took a shower. He took a shower at halftime of the Super Bowl because they want to start off fresh. He did that for the first Super Bowl that they won, too, because they were like, "You have like a thirty-minute halftime with the show and stuff." And he's like, oh, "So we want right, to." So he's like, "We want to go act like we're restarting the game." So we're gonna go. We're gonna take off all our stuff. We're gonna shower. We're gonna be like, "Boom, clean, fresh, go out, start the game." Anyway, it it doesn't matter. That's we're getting on a tangent again. 
I'm saying that he has been disappointing. He started off the season extremely hot. The first two games, he had five touchdowns each. Everybody was talking about, is this man going to throw 60 touchdowns? He has Tyler Lockett, a great wide receiver. He has DK Metcalf. Um, if you look at him compared to everyone else in the NFL, DK and Derrick Henry are the only men. Everyone else are small. Although, as like now, because of how they're playing, he looks more like Diddy Kong as opposed to... <laughs> <laughs> at least he's got his own racing game so that's cool <laughs> oh chasing my god down Buda, chasing down Buda Baker so, so I'm just like since then he's he's been disappointing he led a lot of teams to a really solid record you've kind of you you have to stick with him mm-hmm. you have to yeah because you um, probably got him really early yeah you probably got him I mean, I had him ranked third. Yeah, third, I agree. Uh, yeah, third quarterback. Third, yeah, I agree. I did too. Yeah, and he's just just letting you down. So, do you have anything on him? Um, more on the side of the Jets because I believe they face the Jets this week. Or, or I'm sorry, not the Jets. Um, I'm pink, I'm thinking of the Jets because of Sean McVay. Um, because they're facing the Rams this week in a game that might decide the division, and so. McVeigh is gonna be mad. Sean McVeigh, I do not envy any of the Rams player in practice this week because if any of you have ever played football and have had a really bad week, you know the next week's practice is going to be a living hell. Gonna be a ton of up downs, a ton of forties. And that team are going to spend probably at least one or two days just being disciplined and just doing drills on either cardio or stuff like that. And I do not envy the Rams this week. However, as a result, I think they're going to be incredibly focused against the Seahawks. You just flooded memories. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. But it's just... I can't imagine because McVeigh is a really, he's a good coach and he's a smart coach and he learns from his mistakes and his failures. We saw that when he faced the Patriots because even, even Bill Belichick praised him after the game saying they effing killed them or effing something. Dominated him. Yes. Yeah. And so I can't, who knows what's going to happen in the game, but. I expect the Rams to not have a very similar performance that they did against the Jets. No, especially not in a crunch time game. They're not going to do sort of like the Steelers have been. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to running backs. First one we got is Tony Pollard, um, Dallas running back. Zeke was out kind of a late decision mm-hmm. to... Like an hour or so before yeah. the game. Um, I mean, I tweeted about Tony Pollard, how you should pick him up in daily fantasy. He was super cheap, and he got you two touchdowns this week. Yeah. It was big. Rushing-wise, he did not have a great game. He had a 40-yard run in the last, like, two minutes of the game. But but how many how many yards did he have rushing? <clears throat> he had 69. Nice. Nice. <laughs> nice. Swing. Just tell me when to stop spamming this. Swing. Right, I think they got the point. <laughs> so, um, he had a 40-yard rush in the last two minutes to really give him that game, like to give him a decent rushing game. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he had 11 carries for 29 yards. His 12th carry was for 40. So that really helped. 
Um, I mean, he also had two rushing touchdowns. He did have two so. rushing touchdowns. I mean, Fantasy-wise, he had a good game. Football-wise, I don't think he had that great of a game. Um, <clears throat> he did catch six balls on nine targets. So, once again. Nice. I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah. Um, for 63 yards. He was an all-around back. He looked better than Zeke has looked mm, yeah. uh, this year. Um, and he probably propelled a lot of people to fantasy uh, championships. Yeah, hopefully you guys listened to JJ last week because JJ, good job like promoting the handcuff hard because Pollard, I was a little skeptical on Pollard, and I'm like, eh, I don't know, but JJ really, really promoted it, and if you listen to JJ... That shows we sort of know what we're doing. JJ does. JJ yeah, knows JJ, what he's yeah, done. Fair enough. It's just a shame that um, these past couple weeks he's got caught up with the uh, the Gilmore Girls. Oh yeah, and, and then well, now helping and Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's 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 a giving. He's a very giving person. Yes. <clears throat> Let's move on. David Johnson. He only had eight carries. Oh, what a bad game he had! Not a surprise. The Houston Texans are, or sorry, the. Uh, Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts are very good run defense. Oh, so um, I believe I said it last week. You're going to look for David Johnson to catch the ball, oh, and boy, oh boy, did he, did he do! Ball. Eleven targets, eleven catches, 106 receiving yards. He really needed a score to cement that this was a great game, but he didn't get it. He was the top receiver on the team. <laughs> he had four more targets than the next leading receiver with seven. Yeah, so. Was that Cootie or was that? I think Cootie and Cooks both had touchdowns. Okay, well, Cootie almost had a tu- almost had a touchdown at the end of the game, <laughs> but literally the worst case scenario happened. <laughs> oh my god! And fumbled it, and then they got a touchback to end the game. That's like at least two times I can think of in the past few games. Or was it? It was a game against the Colts in the red zone where they fumbled the ball. Yeah, Deshaun Watson did. And then now, also in the red zone, they just can't get it done against the Colts in the red zone. No, they can't. And it's the first time that the Colts have swept them, have swept the Texans since 2017, by the way. Mm, all right, let's move on to the next guy. J.K. Dobbins, Baltimore, running back. He's been top 16 in the last games, last three games he's played. It wasn't, I didn't have updated stats on this past game that he played, but I can almost guarantee he was top 16 again. He had a touchdown. It's, he had a he touchdown has had a helps. touchdown in the past four games. Mm-hmm. So, so, like we said a little bit early earlier, Mark Ingram is being phased out. Yeah. Healthy scratch this week. You don't really need it. What are you saving for? Um, like he's not going to come on big in the playoffs, I can't imagine, if they make the playoffs, which they're technically in the hunt, but... They're they're not in the playoffs yet. Or well, it all depends on how tonight shook out, or not tonight. Oh. Last night shook out. Oh yeah, I guess the the Steelers lost. So yeah, but then the Browns of, still have a more wins. They the Browns and Steelers play Week Seventeen. Interessant. So, mm. um, it, it's just it's just weird because like they have this three headed monster, and then now are they finally realizing? Like, the second half of this season, with a few exceptions, is really starting to be like, the rookies are are getting it. Mm-hmm. Which is no surprise. It happens a lot every year. Um, besides, like, James Robinson, who has been getting it all year. Um, mm-hmm. 
J.K. And Dobbins is finally, yeah, is finally coming. Another one of those guys, like Antonio Gibson, although he's been injured. But you said during that stretch, he was like the top running back. So, yeah, rookies yeah. are, and this is a wide receiver. But Justin Jefferson, I think, is the first wide receiver, uh, rookie wide receiver, to make the Pro Bowl since 2015. Dang. Yeah. Good for so. him. He has a lot of hundred yard games. Mm-hmm. He he needs to score more, but. I mean, it, True, it, it goes feeling a lot. Yeah, that, we'll talk. Yeah, but that's a yeah. way, just a fun fact. Yeah. Next one we got is Ty Johnson, New York Jets. Um, eh, Frank Gore is their running back, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I mean, don't get me wrong, love Frank Gore, but he needs to retire. Frank the Tank. Yeah, Frank Gore needs to retire. Otherwise, I really, it's sad. I think Frank Gore is going to be one of those players that we read about, like Frank Gore. Passed away at oh, way and... too early of an age oh. due to brain stuff. Mm. But moving on from that sad thing, well then, Ty Johnson got a receiving TD. It saved his game. Yeah. It's... So I'm, I'm not looking to. No. Yeah, I think we talked about him. I think at some point, but then because of Frank Gore was gone, but Frank Gore's back, and so. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry, Kenyon Drake, Arizona. Oof. This is a weird backfield. Yeah. Um, I don't even want to say they use like the hot hand. I would really like to just say that they only use running backs when it's convenient for them. Well, yeah, because you have Kyler Murray who can you do. His, so like, and so they're just kind of like sitting there like, eh. Plus just... you have DeAndre Hopkins who. I really feel like they have a running back to make the formation um, legal. Fair enough. And then how the coach decides who to put in. Yeah. It's just, he literally just does that thing where he like, um, you know, at the end of like a inspirational football game where suddenly he's just like, hey, where's, where's this yeah, guy? Yeah. And he just grabs the guy right next to him. And he's like, all right, here's what you're going to do. And it's just whoever, did he grab Drake or Edmonds that time? True. Yeah. So yeah. Chase Edmonds got 11 carries to Kenyon Drake's 10. Chase Edmonds got a receiving TD. Neither got rushing TDs. Um, the Eagles were a good defense, so there was not a lot of rushing mm-hmm. yards to go around. But it, like like I said, it's just it's just kind of who's near is going to get the ball. True, and because uh, yeah, even though like Chase Edmonds got, I would say, more rushing yards than Drake did total yards. I don't think that's necessarily indicative of saying, oh, like, oh, Chase, Man- Chase Edmonds is the is the better back, or he should go with Edmonds versus Drake moving forward. It's just some games have been clearly Drake. Some games have been, oh, Edmonds is it's Edmonds game this game, and this week it was pretty even, except it was more of an Edmonds game this week. So it that backfield is is a little tough to yeah. inc- like r- r- uh, consistently rely on. So. Yeah. I I would say um their smartest move was getting rid of all that um getting rid of all that cap hit okay. that um David Johnson had when they traded for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, by the way, he won the no one matter of the, one of the greatest trades deals in history. No matter what happened this year, GM of the year needs to go to um, whomever the GM yeah, the Cardinals is. To, like, I'm sorry. That happened back in February. That's when you won. You you traded you like traded DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson and like a fourth. Stupid. 
Anyway, off topic. Mm. Next one, Cream Hunt. We said this. Nick Chubb is, I've heard rumblings. Nick Chubb is the best running back in the league. A lot of people are thinking it. Cream Hunt is really starting to take that passing back role. And it really showed, I think, last week versus Baltimore when he had like a really good game kind of for the first time in a while. And it was because it was in a shootout. And Nick Chubb didn't mm-hmm. play a lot of a lot of those late fourth quarter snaps because Kareem Hunt was in to catch the Passable ball and do game. stuff, and he caught a touchdown, and he just happened to run in a touchdown. Mm. So I think that's kind of where it's steering. It really showed this week. Um, he's becoming shakier and shakier as a running back, like as a starting running back. Yeah, because early in the season when Chubb was out, it's like, okay, yeah, this is this is the guy that they're using. And then Chubb, with Chubb in there, Chubb d- just does more than him. Yeah. And it's just – and plus they got up fairly – I don't want to say fairly early, but they were – I would say they were up for – It was like 20 to 3. Yeah, they were, the majority of the game they were it up. Was, so. It was closer than it needed to be, but it was never really <laughs> – Yeah. It was never really out of hand for them. And uh, even though Chubb didn't have like super great numbers, I think he had like 50 rushing yards, but he still – he got a touchdown. Yeah. And it was more yards than Hunt did. So, or more than double Hunt's number in total yards. So, at least, I think, yeah. Chubb's numbers were more than double Hunt's numbers. And he got the touchdown. So, Chubb is more, like, versatile and useful in that backfield, I would say, than Hunt. Or he's at least used more. But, I don't know. Yeah, Hunt is... We'll see how he goes for next year like what happens i mean imagine he might be on the team still he will but i don't, I don't want to give that up. i think i think his i think his fantasy or his yeah his fantasy viability is took a hit his this lacking year. yeah yeah it took a hit this year i mean Ernest johnson got four carries for 24 yards compared to kareem hunt's seven carries for 21 Oof. so Ernest johnson somebody who who yeah has, has been a non-factor um Let's move on. Mm. Let's go into the wide receiver category. First one is Marvin Jones Jr. Kenny Galladay out, man. Marvin Jones is is the guy in Detroit. Yeah, and I I I want to say he's like underrated. However, he still is a boomer bust guy. So it's it's like sort of conflicting. I think he's accurately rated. He just is more likely to, he his boomer bust potential skyrockets towards the boom whenever Kenny Galladay is not there. Yeah, okay, that's a bet. That's a good way of putting it. So, but he had another game. This is um I think he's had 3 games with 12 targets this year and, and at least another game with 10 targets. So that's 4 games this year with at least 10 targets. And that's just really good for a guy who's supposed to be a number 2 wide receiver, but then again when he when cuz because Galladay's been out so much, he's been the number 1. And Hawkins in this game I don't know. He didn't do anything. Anything he had negative yards or negative points at least in terms of fantasy. He had that fumble. Oh, okay. So he he fumbled uh, still on a he... rushing attempt. Okay. He, yep. Yeah, no, that it's just facts, Kieran. You can look at me all weird, but he no, had, no, no, no. <laughs> why? I just I'm trying to think. Why would they give him the ball to run when Adrian Peterson and DeAndre Swift were doing very well? With DeAndre they... Swift doing getting two touchdowns. So. It was on like a third and one, two. Um, I honestly thought they handed it off to an offensive lineman. It was so weird to watch. It was like 
They tried to fool them with a fancy. Uh-huh, and they're they're uh, not the offense for that. No. no. Although Stafford still Stafford's a tough guy. He's he played I think pretty much he played the whole game and like he, he has to be tough. He he plays in Detroit. Yeah, that's true. Detroit people are tough in Detroit. Yeah, because you can't have shit in Detroit. Yeah, it'll be tough. Your water is just brown. Sorry. Antonio Brown. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Seven targets, five receptions, 93 yards, game-winning touchdown. Honestly, yeah. it feels like his peak for the season. Probably. I, I, don't see an, <clears throat> I don't see this being a new trend. I don't see this being... It was an outlier. Yeah, I, I see this as, like, he had one good week. I can't predict this Bucks team. I can't predict Bruce Arians. It's just all yeah. over the place with his... Tom Brady going to do well? Is Chris Godwin going to score? Is Mike Evans going to score? Is Rob Gronkowski going to catch five passes for 80 yards and a touchdown? Is he going to catch one pass for a touchdown? It, it's just, it's completely random. Is Ronald Jones going to get 20 carries ever again, even though after you said Ronald Jones needs 20 carries? No, we're going we're gonna to look back on this moment and be like, he never got 20 carries again. Yeah, like I swear, I Since you want then. the... He, like the behind the music or whatever of like Ronald Jones. No, career. just the arrested development. Oh, Go back yeah, to yeah. the interview where it's, where he says Ronald Jones needs to have twenty carries. He wouldn't. <laughs> just <laughs> from now on, <laughs> he needs to get twenty carries a game. He wouldn't ever so, again. So you say that the um the the Ravens are the worst best team in the league. I think potentially the Tampa Bay Bucks are the worst best team in the league. Because they're just so inconsistent. I just stand by the fact that I don't think they're a good team. I think they are... Um, I feel like they're just the equivalent of... I don't know how to put it. It's just... We can't be bad if we just have all the stars. All the best players? Yeah. That's true. Their team is stacked. Name recognition alone, their team is amazing. Like, you can name... Okay, I, I, I got uh, Tell me, let me know what you think about this. It's like um, superhero movies yes. when they stack them with villains. Those movies never really work out how you think they will. When Facts. you put so many. Spider-Man stick to 3. one villain. Spider Man 3. And then the Joel Schumacher Batman films. Despite how much I like Batman and Robin. <laughs> stick with one villain. Maybe have one little origin story coming up. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Where yeah. they're not really a factor yet, maybe mm-hmm. they do something small. E- e- okay. Okay. I agree. So the Tampa Bay Bucks are the are the super, uh, the Spider-Man 3 of teams. <laughs> <laughs> or the Batman and Robin of teams. Where some people really really like them. <laughs> but I I don't see them doing anything. Okay. We did good work if anything. We did good work at this podcast. Yes, good job. <laughs> Proud of us. Um yeah, but it's it's Antonio Brown. He's he, is he past his prime? Yeah. Is he crazy? Yeah. Is Michael Thomas the new Antonio Brown? Yes. Really? So hot. So hot. Are you talking about like total or like just like on the field? I'm talking about Antonio Brown had that like just he was on top of the world because he was the best wide receiver in the league for mm-hmm. those like three years. Okay. And then he, it just went to his head, and he just went all crazy. And I feel like he's 
He's that guy that has just really weird energy at the party where you're like, I'm going to stay away from him. He might he might start a fight. Mm. And I feel like Michael Thomas is starting to be that. I mean, because everybody... Just because kn- of Twitter. Yeah, everybody knows that wide receivers is definitely not a position where a lot of them are divas. So... So... Let's let's move on. We're getting distracted. Maybe. We can we can save this for podcast after dark. Oh. Yeah. C D Lamb. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Say that again. Sexy. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> okay, so C D Lamb. Um Dallas Cowboys. He had a a good game. I think that was Michael Gallup left. Well, yeah. Mike, Mike <laughs> it I did mean, help. Just to be honest. Um, yeah. Amari Cooper didn't do anything. Did he get hurt as well? Boulder Dash. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't see anything I, about Amari Cooper. Yeah. CD Lamb, seven targets, five receptions, 85 yards. Um, did he get points? In some leagues, he got points, I think, for that onside kick return for a touchdown. It's a miscellaneous touchdown. So, but in some leagues, they don't give you that. Lame. Yeah. So, it, depending on your league, he had a really good game because he randomly got that onside give kick. Give the man his points. Yeah. Um, otherwise, it's, you know, seven for five. Oh, yeah. It was, a rough, it was an average game besides yeah. the touchdown. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it was cool to watch yeah. five for 85. The offense just looked like they clicked, but Tony Pollard, I really think, stole the show for fantasy. He, yeah, he was the star of that game. For sure. Like big time. Let's move on to the next guy. Um, Brandon Cooks. Um, like you already should know, David Johnson had 11 targets. So how many did Brandon Cooks have? He had seven. Six receptions, 59 yards, zero touchdowns. He was there. Personally, it took me one week to be like, okay, this guy is overrated and not going to do it for this team. And that might sound harsh, but... And he should have. He really should have. But I think his best... the He didn't really get it done in New England. He did pretty well in the Rams. But I think okay. he did so well in the Rams because... He was the third guy? I wouldn't even say he was the third guy. It was like he was splitting number one duties with two other people. Okay. Because would you say Cooper Cup or Robert Woods right now is number one? I think I would give the edge to Robert Woods, Robert Woods only because yeah. of the touchdowns. And then Brandon Cooks. And also... But Brandon Cooks also was factored in there. So it was like... Okay. Yeah, it just depended on who got shadowed and like they all could have good games at any time. So that's yeah. why. And then now he's kind of having to be alone and he's just not really doing it. He had that one really good game against Jacksonville. He's had... He hasn't scored since week nine against Jacksonville. <laughs> His two best games are Jacksonville. So he's just not clutch. I just, I think he's just one of those people that performs against n- no talent. Cause he's still an NFL player. Yeah. He, sh- he, sh- he of- shows up against the teams that, um, there are like, they're already going to be. Yeah. So eh, no surprise for him. Let's go to Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. Um, you can take it off on Adam Thielen. Go ahead. So a pretty rough game for him. And, this is a game where I don't even know if like a touchdown would quote unquote save his week because it was still less than 10 points with the touchdown because he had three targets, two receptions, I think for 11 yards, which is really bad. 
That's, that's Do you guys remember uh, Mike Evans the first three weeks? Yeah, but, but at least Mike Evans caught like two touchdowns per game. Mm. And this was, I guess, well, this, I guess, was similar to the uh, Chris Godwin game against Minnesota, except Chris Godwin had 25 yards, although he didn't get in the end zone. Mm. I, it's, I, I'm not necessarily worried because this was just uh, a tough game against Chicago. Chicago's a really good defense and just a really good team in general. I think they've they've shown they have a really good offensive plan. Like Trubisky does enough. He throws the ball to Allen Robinson and then hands the ball off to David Montgomery, who has been a tremendous running back the past few weeks. He got two touchdowns this game and I think over 100 yards. Yeah. And he's just that offense and that defense are both really jiving and I don't quite know exactly <laughs> I don't exactly know their playoff I think are they out of playoffs or they're like it's they're probably in the hunt hard. if anything it's, but it's hard let me look it up yeah cuz I think they're actually like in my opinion I think they're one of the teams that I would if they do get into the playoffs I'm actually excited to watch them play because they're Performing very well on so both So you're excited to ball. watch Mitchell Trubisky play. He's making he's making the games exciting. I know it's a I know it's a weird thing to say, and I would have never you you know like would never expect to say it. But man, 2020 is wild. They are currently seven and seven. They're uh-huh. second in the NFC North, and they are the eighth seed in the NFC. They're one spot out. Oof. So, but they're in the hunt though. Technically, they're on the bubble. Okay. Um. So, I mean, they very well could. It really depends. The They would be in if the NFL just nutted up and was like, just because you win a division doesn't mean you get to be in the playoffs mm. and kicked Washington out. Although I like Washington this year. I do too, but they're still 6-8. and eight. So the best I they know. can be is 500, and I don't want a 500 team in the playoffs. Fair enough. So, Anyways. Um, Minnesota, like... They're on the outside looking in. And Minnesota is Minnesota is also another one that's on the outside. They needed to win this game to really get into playoffs, I think. The Vikings are 6-8. They're yeah. unlikely to do that. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Thielen. Ah, yes. That's who we were yes. talking about before I went off on a tangent. <laughs> Adam Thielen is still on pace for 16 touchdowns this year. Or, sorry, it would be 15 because he missed a game. So he has 13 touchdowns in 13 games. Once again, he's not on pace for a thousand yards. Is, so is the only person who has more, more touchdowns than him is is that Devonte Adams, who I think went into this week with fourteen touchdowns. Him and like maybe uh, Hill and Kelsey. Oh, potentially. So Tyreek has fifteen. Devonte okay. Adams has fourteen. Thielen has thirteen, and then Mike Evans eleven. Travis Kelsey ten. Okay. Robert Tanyan. Also tied for ten. Wow! Yeah, he's a good tight end because he got a, he got one he got the touchdown this week, the passing touchdown from Aaron Rodgers this week. So Adam Thielen, the difference in in all of these guys is everybody that I just listed close to or over a thousand yards. Besides Robert Tanyan, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he's a tight end. Uh, uh yeah. End. Mike Evans is the only one who has eight more yards than than Adam Thielen. Mm. So. Adam Thielen is... How many yards does he have? 
771, Adam oh, Thielen, yeah, 779. Probably for, not going to get 1,000. Yeah. No, because they have two games left. He would need to yeah. average like 100 and, 110 a game. Oh, it's doable. Yeah. But mm, not probably not going to happen. I mean, he's had his highest output this year was 123. He's had 110 yards in three games this year. Okay. It's doable, but he's also had a lot of like... 23. Yeah, this was yeah. his worst game by far in yardage-wise. He really got lucky with that touchdown. Although I still don't think it's, quote-unquote, saved his week. No. I mean, it, it, it saved it, it compared to him having... Imagine yes. if he didn't have those six points. No, yeah, it would be... Yeah. Also, and just a, just a fun fact about Devontae Adams. I think he... Because I earlier in, the, earlier in the year, I talked about Will Fuller having six games in a row with a touchdown. I think until this game, Devontae Adams had eight games in a row with a touchdown. And then I think because he didn't get a touchdown this week, that streak is over. So, just. <laughs> All right, next next guy we're going to talk about is Robbie Anderson. Um, if you remember the beginning of this year, Robbie Anderson was hot, hot, hot. Mm. He was doing great. Um, he is cooled off as of late. Yes. And this past game probably was his worst. Two receptions, 21 yards, negative one rush yards. That's it. Because DJ Moore came back and got 131 yards. So he's like, hey, buddy, I'm back. Hey, I'm back. Um, I'm going to get all the yards. And... uh, Cool. Thanks, bud. Yeah, since week five, he hasn't had a game over 100 yards, and he's only had one game above 80 since week five. I blame the GM for injuring Christian McCaffrey because Christian, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey changes the whole dynamic of that it's team. It's a conspiracy at the highest level. Yes. So, um, yeah, Robbie... He's he's just not he's just not doing it for me anymore. Yeah, that entire team, except for like DJ Moore and maybe one of the running backs, and I include Curtis Samuel as a running back, even though he's really not. But yeah, he's he's halfway in between. Hmm. All right, let's move on to tight ends. Woo! Make it quick. Logan Thomas. We already really talked about him. Um, let's get the official carries he had or receptions he had. I t- I told you. It was fifteen and thirteen. Or 15. 15 and 13, yeah. yeah. He, I mean, he... For, for his first game over 100 yards, although he didn't get in the end zone. However, he I'm going to call him MacGyver. Because regardless of I who he... For it. Let's go. Regardless of who he has at quarterback, he has shown that he can carry an 80s TV show. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> regardless of who is at quarterback, because we were really skeptical, we even said, without Alex Smith... He's number four on those streaming tight ends, and I think he was number one out of that group, even without Alex Smith. So he has just shown the past few weeks, even when we've doubted him and he shouldn't have had good games because he had two rough weeks, I think going against the Steelers and I, uh, somebody else. But two games were like, don't, they're not The really, Niners. Steelers and the Niners. And it's like, these are going to be tough matchups. And then he just balled out each of those games and this game which was a game where i said if you're gonna if you're gonna pick him up on the waiver wire a few weeks ago get him for weeks 15 and 16 
but it's like, oh, he doesn't have Alex Smith, so maybe not. So there's been excuses for him not to do well every week, I mean, but he just, just doing proves it. us wrong. And he's just doing regardless. it. Regardless. So he's using, like, Dwayne Haskins, if, if Alex Smith is like a tool chest, Dwayne Haskins <laughs> is a toothpick and a rubber band and some gum. That's why he's MacGyver. Because <laughs> Logan Thomas had his best game of the season in both receptions and yards. So that's why he's Logan MacGyver Thomas. Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes are like full-on work benches. Mm-hmm. Everything's in there. Like It's a mechanic shop. Potentially both future Hall of Famers. Yeah. Alex Smith is like a good, solid tool bag, like kind of a good chest, mm-hmm. like, but it's like Reliable. to-go one. Reliable. Yeah. It, it gets most of the job done. Um, Dwayne Haskins is your child's uh, toy. Play school. <laughs> your play school tools. <laughs> Where you have, it's just here you go. It's all plastic. Like, yep, you're helping, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, and he's like hitting a, a circle into the square block or whatever. <laughs> you're like, yep, there to, that is the way Great to go, son. Great job. And then just Logan Thomas. And is, yeah, Logan Thomas, you know, it, is doing it. He hit that square into the, into the circle block. Yeah. So I he, or he like engineered a way to where it would fit without just smashing it in there. He, I can't, I can't not rely. I like, I can't underestimate him anymore. Just play him. I have to estimate him. Yes, I have to. <laughs> just you play him. I don't care if if his even if his matchup is against the hardest team ever in NFL history. Play Logan Thomas. Well, to be fair, he is going against Carolina this week, so that it just, is. It's uh, no, it's it's a good matchup this week. So it's like, yay, there's a breath of relief or a sigh of relief. But still, regardless, even if he was facing the '85 Bears or one of those teams that have the best defenses ever. In term, like in terms of the NFL history, I would still play him this week because he's shown me the 2015 yes. Saints, something like that. The 2011 okay. Saints, I think. Okay. Yeah, I can't say enough good things about him. Let's go to the next guy. It's Tyler Higby, the Rams. He had five targets, four receptions, 67 yards, and one touchdown. One of his catches was for 44 yards really helped his day this is a sad fact he has led the team in receiving the past two weeks <laughs> like just think about that the rams man like we've said a few times and i know so for every tony pollard that jj has well i guess he did I, oh, he did stick up for gibson or whatever his name is higby but he was wrong about Jared Goff. I will say this. So, um, they've been very. A couple weeks ago, JJ, when JJ couldn't make one of the podcasts, he <laughs> had written in the notes that we should talk about Dan Arnold. And then we cut Dan Arnold. And then Dan Arnold started scoring a lot. So, JJ is better. No, I know he is. I just want. We're just here to fill just, air. Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, Higby, Higby did. I think he got. A little bit lucky, but then again, like I said... You mean that he caught a ball for 44 yards? Yeah, and he got in the end zone. That team just looked terrible. Uh, the Jets looked like a real good... Actual football team, yeah. yeah. They yeah. actually looked like... Like Adam Gase... Adam Gase found out that um, when he... He was told that they wanted to intentionally lose every game so they got the number one spot, but he didn't 
realized that he was actually going to be the fall guy at the end of the year where they were going to fire Gase. And he's mm. like, ha And he figured it out. And he's like, wait, no, what? Let's win a game. And they did. Also, I feel like they made it like they may have been told you're you're not going to get Trevor Lawrence regardless. So, <laughs> so they're just like, okay, screw it. <laughs> you know, I got to make it work with Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Tyler Higby is. He's one of the streaming ones. Yeah, I guess. Um, Jared Goff has been handed, I mean, two games this year where we really believed in Jared Goff, Seattle, I and the Jets, and he scorned us. I, I okay. I, this is I did say last week I didn't even trust him playing the Jets. So even though the matchup was good, I because of that first time, I you can't trust Jared Goff. I really got to go find that George W. Bush clip. Mm. Fool me. We, we can't get fooled again. Yeah, so. it's just about tons of mileage out of that one. Yeah. Uh, next guy, Zach Ertz. Uh, probably a guy you've never heard of before. Relative newcomer to the league. Uh, Zach Ertz um, plays for a little team called Philadelphia. I think they're an expansion team. Um, yes, since like 1920-something. <laughs> Recently expanded. <laughs> He's been... Can you say Zach Ertz has been the Kevin Sorbo? Disappointing player of the year? Of the year? Well, he got injured. So. But even without the injury, I'm talking about even if you look at the games he was in. I would say the Eagles have been... like They just haven't performed up to... like. I don't know. I we actually have to find that. We have to find. We have to find the end of the year superlatives. Yes, that's so. a good thing to. That's a good. That'll be a fun thing to do. Yeah, some of them are going to be obvious. However, Zach Ertz had a. Uh, how many? How many? How many yards did he have this game? Uh, I actually don't have his stats in front of me. Can you tell me? Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I, I believe he had a. On only two catches, though, out of seven targets, <laughs> he had a sixty-nine yards. Swing. Nice. Oh, that's so fun. We're so I, immature. I love, I love seeing that stat, though. <laughs> and it happened a few times this week. Two catches. Um. Is so does is Sackert's back? Uh, is two catches enough to be for somebody to be back? Well, his yardage is finally there. Yeah, true. Like sixty-nine is very solid for um, like a, a tight, tight end. end. Yeah, yeah. It would be nice if he had a. If he could, excuse me, get a few more catches on those seven targets, but I think maybe it'll be, hopefully it'll be just him and Jalen Hurts, excuse me, working things out. (laughs) Like the odd couple? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of, oh, I can't remember the other coach's name in in Rocky. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sticking with it. You know what? You think about that. We'll talk about the next guy. Jordan Reed, San Francisco. Um, Jordan Reed, obviously the backup to George Kittle, who I think is the best tight end in the NFL. Uh, Pure tight end. He had a touchdown. He had two receptions, 18 yards, five targets. Almost identical to his stat line last week where he had five targets, two, two receptions, and 13 yards, but no touchdown. So, the biggest thing is he scored. And without that touchdown, like, with the touchdown, he had, what, seven, eight points? So, he's he's in top tight end of the week. 
category because he got the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Nick Mullins is a turnover machine. Jordan Reed is still a good football player. I still like Jordan Reed. I like the idea of streaming him. They are going against Arizona. And that that's a that could be a good matchup. But the biggest worry I have here is Nick Mullins just absolutely screwing it up because that's what Nick Mullins likes to do. Yes. Nick Mullins will find a will and a way to give the ball to the other team. So I don't know if you can stream him. His best game yardage wise was 62 yards and he scored four times. And one of those, one of those games against the jets, he had two touchdowns. So, I mean, he has scored twice the past three games. It's very possible. Uh, it's just not. It's just not probable. That's the issue. Duke is the name of the other coach. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just thought I'd let you know that important fact. I thought County was doing research. I was sitting over here talking to Phil Time, so there was no dead air, and he's just like, uh-huh, "Duke is the name of the coach." That's who Zach Ertz will be, because he started out as the coach for another for the other guy, Apollo. So that's Carson Wentz in this situation, even oh though Carson Wentz God. is a is Polly on the sideline. But now he's with Rocky, and so hopefully that will be Jalen Hurts and Zach Ertz, and their names rhyme. So do you have anything on Jordan Reed? He, he yeah, he um, he, you know I don't think Kittle's gonna come back, so. Kittle shouldn't come back. Don't no. don't risk getting your your best player on your team hurt again. I think Shanahan is smarter than that. So yeah. So um, do you have anything else? Like any? I didn't. Big... I wasn't very like. He was just the guy. Who's like, yeah. Besides he had a... the fact that the Steelers lost. Yeah. Oh, Giovanni Bernard had two touchdowns. He did. He had a right. rushing touchdown right. and a passing to touchdown. Him we should we should talk about him. Um. Also, shout out to the um. This is not fantasy related, but they don't get a they don't get a lot of love. Shout out to the linemen on both sides for the Bengals. They dominated that game, and they essentially won that game for the Bengals. Especially since the offensive line for the Bengals has been trash all year. It's like they finally decided to show up against the like arguably the best pass rush in the league. Yeah. Actually, not even arguably. Like, it is the best pass rush. I mean, the Steelers still got their sack of the game. They had a few, but still. Yeah. Also, the quarterback, I forget his name. because Ryan Finley. Ryan Finley? Good job. Like, you stuck it out, and you got a t- t- hit, like, a decent amount of times. But you got the win. Good job, kid. You got the win against um, a team that in the past three weeks is 0-3. Worse than the New York Jets. Yes. And so, no matter how good JJ is at predicting fantasy players, he's not good at picking good NFL teams. Oh, dang. He just jumps on the bandwagon. Oh, wow. When he Even fine. though he's been a Steelers fan for years? Yeah, but they were good when he became a fan. Oh. Even if you... Hot take. Even if you become a fan when you're like four years old... If they were good when they started, you're a bandwagon. Damn. <laughs> okay. So that's all I have to say on the matter. And I think that'll do it for us. 
So thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any questions, please send them to us at Fantasy Daydreamers on Instagram or on Twitter at FF Daydreamers. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if it's in the form of a question, we will answer your question first. Go ahead and email us. You can email me, Ian, at FantasyDaydreamer.com. You can email Keone, Keone at FantasyDaydreamers.com. JJ at Fantasy Daydreamers. Aaron at Fantasy Daydreamers. Ryan James at FantasyDaydreamers.com. It doesn't matter. Any of us. We will answer your questions. Uh, If you message us on Twitter, we'll probably answer to you right there on Twitter. Have a little discussion about it. Um, But, you know, any questions, we love to answer them. We'll take them. And uh, thanks for listening. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And stay dreaming. Hey there, fans. Stay dreaming.